time. Too sexy for this shirt. Too sexy for this shirt. Mm, mm, Too sexy mm, for this mm, shirt. Mm, mm, Too sexy mm, for mm. this I'm. Is that a bar? Isn't that what he says? I don't know. I'm not really paying attention. It's pretty shit. I'm too sexy for Milan. Baby. This could end terribly. Episode 24. Done though. What it do, baby? We are back. Mm-hmm. Like uh-huh. we never left. Mm-hmm. Our podcast, ladies and gentlemen, is always going to be an hour and a half two hours long mm-hmm. if long podcasts aren't for you we aren't for you nah nah listen to us in three parts no yeah. no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> take a break and come back I don't care how you listen to it the whole point is you probably don't have an hour and a half to hour 45 minute commute so break it up mm-hmm. break it up so then we are for them don't you, come to me saying you need you to make smart. the podcast shorter oh. I, don't, I don't come to you and tell you how to run your house oh very good get out of my face someone's got a bee in their bonnet this morning I mean I don't like it okay someone told me he gave me a lot of criticism about the podcast. Was it constructive or was he just on arms? Well, I thought it was, it was, first of all, he asked me how it was going. So I was like, okay, taking an active interest. And then proceeded to telling me why, you know, long podcasts don't make sense. And, oh, don't you think that you got a news podcast that comes out fortnightly? Does the news not get stale? No, nope, because we are very good at what we do. <laughs> nope. Um, so, you know, if long podcasts aren't for you, do your thing. If you want to spend half an hour listening to Serial or any of these little niche things, I don't know about... Italian restaurants in fucking Palermo where you can get the best squid. Go and do that. That's for you. Is there a podcast about that? I'm sure. That sounds kind of lit. I might, I'm sure. I might check that one out still. And then he proceeded to tell me that he hasn't actually listened to the podcast. I was about to oh. ask, yeah. Because it sounded like it was general chit-chat. This is yeah. why long podcasts in general people, don't work. If it's long format, people prefer visuals on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. Spare me. Spare me. <laughs> Spare me. Limited capacity for that shit. Anyway... To everybody else who's showing love. Mm-hmm. Episode 23, we had our first guest. Shout out Jessica Noah Morgan out. again. Shout out. Very good. Um, she, she, was, she was in Peckham. Did you guys see her in Peckham this weekend? Apparently so. Still dissing. Um, <laughs> she needs to relax. Um, but yeah, shout out to everybody who, who showed love on the last episode. Shout out to everybody who's been showing love throughout all of our 24 now episodes. Um, you know you can listen to us on, on all of these streamy streams now. We added Amazon Music to it. But it's, it's Amazon Music. It's Apple's. Apple, Spotify, <laughs> Apple, Apple, Spotify, Apple, Apple and Spotify, uh, SoundCloud and YouTube. If you're nasty. Big up to the fam. First things first, because this is hot off the press. We have a new champion. That's right. That's right. Emma. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the most, the most assured performance wow. in a US court by wow. a Brit since what? Hugh Grant got away with getting a blowjob in a car in 1995. Mm, arguably George Galloway hotting man up giving yeah that, that was in the Senate well. I mean are you, it, I, if I was Prince Andrew's lawyer I'd be confident seeing a Brit perform so well in the US court alright oh, they got they got Prince mm. Andrew as well well I think they delivered papers didn't they they got him each mm. man tried to jet out to bow moral yeah if I was if I, in fact now if I were 21 Savage I'd fire my immigration lawyer and hire Emma Raducanu 100% but shout out to Emma Raducanu what can I say shout this, this, this young woman has been in four competitions one was like something in Bristol or I don't know where it was. One was in like something called the Silicon something. And then there was Wimbledon where she obviously had that little mini heart attack and had to pull out. She had a panic um, same shit. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> and now here she is. First, first qualifier, first woman qualifier to win a Grand Slam. Pretty mad. 2.5 million in the bank. Cha-ching. Cash, baby. 
I really, really hope that we are able to protect her at all costs. Mm-hmm. I think the UK hype machine that is the press um, can be probably equally, if not more, uh, taxing on your ability to shine than your unbelievable talents. So hopefully the people around her are able to, are able to protect her because I genuinely believe this is like the making of something great. Mm-hmm. But anybody who watched it, boy, you would have seen the talent in front of your own eyes. And what's the other girl's name? Layla Fernandez. Layla Fernandez, yeah. Shout out her as well. She, she was fire. As well, yeah. She was sick. So was if these two... If these two shoot up and you got people like Coco Goff and all these ones as well who are coming through, the future of female tennis Queen is Naomi. amazing. Queen you know Naomi I mean? is still about as well. Yeah, Naomi, she's still sick, right? But I don't know, man. That's that's an interesting one with regards to mental health and all of that because she just pulled out again, didn't she? She pulled out of the US or did she get... I think she, she got she, beat. She got beat or something quite comfortably by somebody who wasn't very good. So yeah, the verdict's still out on what happens with her and if she actually sticks around, it wouldn't surprise me if she's just like, yeah, you know what? Take the cash and bounce. Yeah, let me, just, let me just go do some humanitarian work or some shit. I don't mm. know. Um, but shout out Emma Raducanu. Tommy, happy Ethiopian New Year. Happy New Year. Thank family. you, brothers. Welcome Addi Summit. Yes. All of that. that why, why are Ethiopians greedy? Why do they need their own one? Hit me. So uh, it goes back down to the calendar times, yes. right? So same if you wondered why the same Orthodox shit. churches and oh. stuff celebrate Easter and Christmas on different dates, it goes back to 500 AD mm. when uh, the Gregorian calendar was That's invented. Right. Oh. That's right. Um, and the Catholic Church basically decreed uh, uh, that, that they were moving forward seven years or some shit like this. Mm. Um, and a bunch of other, and half the world basically did the same thing, but most of the Orthodox churches around the world did not. So it's basically a, a change in the way that they calculated the birth when Jesus Christ was born or some, something like that. Yeah. So as a result, we've just ended 2014, baby. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, this today's the uh, second day of 2014, or actually first day of 2014. That's quite um, Wow. Also, if you have to blow your mind, when you're using the other calendar, um, we technically have 13 months. Huh. So oh, there's 12 months, and then the 13th month is like a, a five or six day month. Basically. What's the 13 month called? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't have an English name. But like that's why the marketing around Ethiopia is thirteen months of sunshine for the uh, tourist for the tourists. Oh, like very the, good. The tourist board marketing. It's been like that's that. very right. good. So it, it's like it's historic. It's biblical, baby. To answer your question, macro macro answer is it's biblical in it. Mm-mm-mm. Nigeria should have their own Happy New Year. Be like, like an extra month. You'd be like sponsored by Hotmail or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. It's not just New Year though, right? Because because of the calendar being off whack, that means like your Easter, this, like. Russians and Coptic yeah. Egyptians and yeah. Greeks and rah, 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 all the orth- big Orthodox churches of the world will celebrate Christmas and Easter off calendar to what we would tra- or what but you would. Orthodox Christmas is consistently on the Feast of the Epiphany, right? It's yeah, always yeah. on sixth. The calendar is always the same. So, the, so, but so like the Jews use the Gregorian calendar as well, similar. But as it translates to the regular calendar here, the dates of high holidays move. So Rosh Hashanah. And Yom Kippur are never on the same date. Each I was year. actually going to segue but, quite nicely uh, on the subject of calendars. Shana Tova, Johnny Vivas, and the Jewish man. Them. It's been here. a week for New Year's. Couldn't for wait everybody to everybody but yet. me. Yeah. Face had to jump the gun. Yeah, but, so, but why? why but the Gregorian you... calendar is the one that's being used right now. Okay, in the rest but does of the Ethiopian world. New Year move? Does the date no. move? Uh, unless it's a leap year. Okay. So it's September 11 always. Okay. And then a leap year is September 12. Okay. So it doesn't move. Fine. Fine. So it's slightly different. Very good, yeah. Brother, the, the, but it's the, not like I think some like I don't, I don't know about uh, Shovatova, but uh, I know I know the uh, Shovatova. Uh, Shovatova. In Islam, Sounds like a Russian tennis player. Bora Bora. But in Islam, it's I think it's like around the moon, right? 
So then when the holidays are centered around the moon, that's yeah. when you have like moving dates. Lunar calendar, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you don't have specific, specified yeah. dates that way. So how, how, was the, uh, how was the apple and honey? How was it? It was sweet and bitter. Mm. Yeah. Better that. Yeah, yeah. But the What's the one, tradition behind that? Uh, to start off the year with something sweet. And then I think it's some something bitter just so you feel guilty about being nice. being a Jew. A lot of Judaism is rooted in self-guilt. So what was bitter there? The, the apple? apple? Yeah. Oh, okay. The apple. I, and can't, then, I can't be doing that. And then apples. Thursday... That's uh, how you know it's a good life, isn't it? When the apple's the only bitter thing. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Golden delicious. Yeah. Uh, and then it's Yom Kippur on Thursday. That's the butters one. Oh. That's very, very grim. That's um, to be even more self uh, admonishing than uh, than than the muslims we have to fast for 24 hours yeah uh, it's not just a sunrise to sunset thing so that's gonna be bars don't chat to me on thursday because i'm gonna be in a very bad mood you're gonna do it yeah yeah i do it every year you do it every it's year, the only thing i do well it's the only thing a lot of jews do it's like the only day you have to really turn up for how do you anticipate it do you just like stuff your face in the days before uh, so you drink a shit ton of water and eat. Are you uh, allowed to drink during the day? No. You can't consume anything. No basically. food, no water for 24 hours. Oh, wow. That's strong. That's butters. That uh, strong. So you have to drink a lot of water in the days leading up to it, yeah. hence the bottle of Evian. Mm. Uh, and, um, and, and then try and stuff yourself on, on Wednesday evening before sunset. How much water do you get through on an average day? I try and do my two litres a day. Okay. I'm about a litre and a half my Evian bottle. Yeah, same, like that, a litre yeah, and a half. Same. I'm I like don't, two, I don't two quite to three. Two, I think. It's good yeah. for the skin, isn't it? You know what I mean? But you go to the toilet like every 20 seconds. That's fine. It means I have to do less work. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody likes orangey pee as well. So. How's your week been, Rich? Yeah, good, man. I was in Poland. Oh, Ooh. come on. Travelling yeah. man. Yeah, man. Finally on the road for work and that. It was interesting. Poland, I went for the first time to Warsaw about five or six years ago. And I'm not going to lie. When I came back, I was like, don't think I need to revisit. Um, but then I got this role. Very good. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be in Poland quite a bit more now. So yeah, I was excited to go. And to be fair, going out there, they've they've regenerated it quite a lot. There's a lot more in terms of opportunities and skyscrapers and cooler places to go out and all this other stuff. So it's great in some respects. <laughs> England were in town um, this week, World Cup qualifier. So we managed to snag some tickets to go to the game. Oh, nice. very nice. Uh, the uh, National Football Stadium. Uh, of Poland, got in there, sat down with two of my colleagues, both Polish, and they had these flags, you know, got the Polish flags on your seats. And, you know, I was getting involved. I didn't want to, I was already sticking out. But Were I you in the home end? Were I you in the want, Polish end? I mean, there, it was literally 56,000 Polish people there. So it wasn't really an England end at all. <laughs> so I'm there just trying not to stick out more than I already was. <laughs> so I'm there like cheating on the queen by waving this Poland flag. <laughs> Right. And then she's an ally now as well. Yeah. And then my colleague goes out to get some drinks. So I let him out. He comes back. So I let him in. We sit down. There's no action. It was a dead game. And then all of a sudden, this guy comes in my face, like in my face. And then he starts saying something in Polish, but it doesn't seem very wholesome. Okay. Mm. So I was like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden he whipped the Poland flag from underneath my feet. Right. Waved it in my face and was like, da 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 da. Holy shit. Oh, you're apparently, st apparently I'd been flag. standing on the flag yeah, without oh. actually knowing it. Poor form. Yeah. And he was not happy. Yeah, boy. But I didn't do it on purpose. Social faux pas. So I, I turned back because he went behind me with his uh, gang of hooligans. And I turned around. I read the room. There were a few of them. I was outnumbered. And I didn't quite know if my colleagues were going to back the war. So I looked at them and I was like, what? Relax, brother. If I was gonna disrespect you and your country, probably wouldn't do it 
in a stadium with 56,000, because they just announced full capacity. <laughs> 56,212 fans. Um, if I was going to disrespect you, I probably wouldn't do it here. Um, thankfully, one of the five had a little bit of reason and he calmed the whole situation down. But I spent the rest of the 89 minutes <laughs> watching over my back. Oh, so shit. So it was one of the least enjoyable football matches I've ever been to. Sounds like um, uh, the beginning of, uh, or the middle of um, that Dave Chappelle skit about when keeping it real goes wrong. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> exactly. At that moment, Richard yeah. had a choice. Yeah. <laughs> True, yeah. And, and obviously they, uh, they booed the knee at the, at the start as well, which was also just awkward. Um, it's not ideal. Which one of my clients apologised for the next day, actually, which, you know, whatever. But yeah, other than that, Poland was great. The weather was glorious. It was a short trip there for a couple of days in total. Um, but it's good to be back. I'll probably be out there a little bit more. Um, but there are a few other countries that I also need to visit as part of my day-to-day. But I'm good otherwise. Very good. Hopefully these other countries are less buoy going forward. Mm. Guys, so what would you do? Um, lunch with Jay-Z or 500k? Oh, 500k. Thanks yeah, for coming. Give me the money. The gush. Why would people pick Jay-Z over 500k? It's surely it's ego-driven. Like, if you think that Jay-Z is going to have lunch with you and then remember you Mm-mm. significantly to the extent so he's going to invest in you. Yeah, so if you don't know what we're talking about, listeners, there was this social media meme thing, discussion point, whatever you want to call it, going around. If you had the choice between lunch or dinner with Jay-Z or just being given $500,000, which one would you take? And Amazingly, there are a bunch of people who are like, oh, if you go for lunch with Jay-Z, he's going to bestow upon you the wisdom that'll make you go and make 500 million. He might even give you like a stock tip or he might invest in your vision. And the rest of us were just like, give it back. Run me my cash, rude boy. Check check to the deposit accounts, please. And it made me think, right? Once upon a time, uh, when I was doing like my job, but covering like London clients, I got summoned which sounds dodgy. Summoned. I got summoned by one of the richest hedge fund managers in the world to his house to help him out with something on this service that we provide them. And I was like, whoa, this is going to be incredible because typically you go to these people's offices and Mm -hmm. stuff, but he was working from home. He was like, I need you to come over and fix this thing on my home setup. I was like, bet I'll be over there. Unbelievable house in Chelsea. Um, Very good. Unbelievable, right? Um, Probably smaller than I actually expected, but I think he's one of the more humble billionaires mm. <laughs> now to all the people who think that having lunch or having any exposure to people like this is going to give you tips and wisdom let me tell you what he did okay when i got there and i started like trying to learn a little bit more about okay. him he asked me mm-hmm. as if i were to know mm-hmm. how much have i been in the news this week how much he or you have been him <laughs> yeah. okay and then proceeded to googling himself yeah, in front obviously. of me yeah it wasn't about me no, no, obviously not. It was all about him. Obviously. Jay-Z will be no different. Obviously. So take the cash. Do you know the amount of like ego and self-centeredness it requires to become that level of rich, that level of wealth? Hell yeah. How little and, you need to give a shit about other people that you yeah. do that are behind you. RT, like, no? There's no way you can make 10 figures and have not have... And be fully kosher. Yeah, and not have <laughs> For real. various graves that you've dug. But this is, this is why I was saying about these people who took the lunch, they, they must perceive themselves to be like that's sufficiently important or great that somebody who's already an established billionaire is going to give a shit about Not necessarily any of great, their fucking have SoundCloud mixtapes. Like. Yeah, that's gas, right? But like, if you're some guy, I don't know, there may be a very specific subset of people who may benefit from the lunch more than 500 grand, but they are 
Far fewer than the man who are hyping on Twitter. But and, they don't. They probably Instagram. they probably don't need the five hundred grand. <laughs> By the time you're actually worth having a chat with Jay Z about business, five hundred grand is probably not that much to you. Mm. Run me the cash. No, and ultimately you're trying it, to sell some shit, right? You're there trying to pitch some shit, and if it's like yeah. tangentially linked to an industry that he's already in or whatever, yeah, then you plenty, may make there's the plenty argument. Of businesses that are worth five hundred grand, right? That's not no, an enormous number. Yeah, take the cash. See you later. Lunch Beyonce. Tidal said, "Take the cash." Yeah, in it. Lunch Beyonce or five hundred grand. Yeah. That, that's that's that would be nice. Yeah. A more interesting conversation. Yeah, yes. yeah, it was it was either Tidal. I think it was, it was Tidal, Tidal. Yeah, was Tidal. I thought it was Rock Nation, but it was Tidal. Even yeah. Tidal, who were previously owned by Jay Z, were like, <laughs> "Take the cash." <laughs> <laughs> um, that's good chat, wavy yeah. chat. So, um, apparently, Black Lives Matter has a new supporter, patron, potentially ally, oh, go on. Um, and fellow activist. Oh, hello. Mm. Who's that? The Queen. Oh boy. And yet here you were doing up the Polish flag, mm. betraying an ally. Sir Ken Olisa, the first black Lord Lieutenant for London, revealed to Channel 4 that he had discussed racism with members of the royal household in the wake of George Floyd's murder in the US. Okay. Asked whether the palace supported BLM, Olisa said, the answer is easily yes. Very good. Very good. As I imagine the conversation went something along the lines of, well... Oliver, whatever your name is. Uh, I suppose we've got one of you in the family now, don't we? Uh, be, uh, be awful if people kept reminding us about, you know, all the stuff we used to do in your grandparents' country 50 years ago. So maybe we just uh, do a little photo opportunity with whatever the coloured ones are called and uh, call it a day. Adwa, a spokesperson for Black Lives Matter UK, said, We were surprised to learn the Queen is a BLM supporter. <laughs> But we welcome anyone that agrees with our goal of dismantling white supremacy. I'm sure they're of very course, interested in that, yeah. yeah. Of course, actions speak louder than words. The queen sits on a throne made from colonial plunder. Ah. Until she gives back all of the stolen gold and diamonds from the Commonwealth and pays reparations, mm. these are nothing more than warm words. Mm. Get the Benin bronzes out of the British Museum, baby. The flip side of what the like of our obvious cynicism <laughs> uh, is it could be some level of truth to it in the sense that she's about to die. So she's not like she's 95. So she's not here for like the, the marketing PR gas. I she's done. Like I actually agree with if this. it came with from Prince Charles or the, the or Prince Will uh, Prince William, who are like essentially next in line mm. and and basically trying to protect the brand or, or the image yeah then you make you can make an argument that it's as um i don't know it's just as they're just riding the cultural wave that we're now on yeah but with her i mean she's at the end of her life oh. basically there's i mean there's she's got nothing to to positively pr for so maybe we can afford to be Ever so slightly less. So are we saying? I'm just. Are we saying it? Are we saying it wasn't Liz who asked what color the baby would be? Are we gonna, <laughs> are we I don't think her? it was her. Though. You don't. Who, who did we think it was think. again? Actually, he confirmed it wasn't her. He said it oh, wasn't said it was my, my grandma or my granddad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was yeah. he basically the bro, dad. It? Yeah. It was dad. Yeah, yeah. It was, no, it was William. It was all William. You thought it was William. I thought it was William. You thought it was William, but it yeah. probably sounds more Charlesy than William. Mm, I thought it was Philip. Um, he, think, but he said it wasn't Philip. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah so it's not his grandparents. Yeah, it could have been Camilla. To be fair, she's could have been, yeah. But what is it about like getting old? It's a, it's super super annoying, and this is going to be a wild sort of parallel that I draw. But to your point about like as people get older, they go one of two ways. Yeah, they either repent for all of their fuckery, or they double down mm. on that shit, and they just get more longer in the tooth, more bitter, and they don't give a fuck who they offend. 
why do we have to wait until people get this old until they're like, ah, actually, I uh, fucked up. It's kind of like, um, and again, going back to a very wild parallel, the whole Emmett Till thing, right? That young kid who got killed, mm-hmm. um, like barbarically in America because he apparently wolf whistled at this young lady. This young lady waited until she was on her fucking deathbed until she admitted in the end, no, nah, it wasn't that. Actually, it never happened. What is it about like getting to old age where people feel like, I right, think that- now's, now's the time to, to, to do good? No, but I, I disagree. So I find that they don't try to do... I think if you've got something to repent for, like something big like that, of course, like you're just trying to like clear your conscience before you meet your maker, yeah. you know? <laughs> but like, generally speaking, the older people get, the more conservative they get. Yeah. Right? And this is why the average Fox News viewer is 92 or whatever the fuck the number <laughs> is. So like it's, you know, whatever, the actual number is like 68 or something like That's that. True. So, mm-hmm. so uh, I think generally speaking... You just become more fearful, right? The older that that fear, it's that fear that drives that, I guess, relative conservatism. Like, It'd be interesting to know what the Queen actually said about Black Lives Matter because she could have been like, obviously, Black Lives Matter. Uh, without them, we'd have no productive capacity in the colonies. Uh, obviously, Black Lives Matter. We need people to cut the sugar cane. We still do that, don't we? We still cut sugar cane in Ghana. We'd, obviously, Black Lives Matter because the NHS would crumble if we didn't import them en yeah. masse. Um, yeah. Or is she actually down? Is she actually down to do the legwork? Fuck knows. I guess we find She's out. Definitely not down to do no legwork. She's <laughs> fucking queen. But like, the, you'd imagine that that conversation was more of like an education than anything else. You'd imagine she's just asking questions. What is black like? What, I mean, like, what is it? Yeah, and you know, and and how many people around her can give her a maybe? Is that she kind an, is of, she an all lives matter stand? That kind of answer. So she maybe this brother, the first black lord. Lord Lieutenant Lieutenant. maybe that's why he was asked about it because he was apparently has that perspective and that's probably leads back into the arguments of why diversity in the workplace is important right Mm, mm, mm. because then you have someone like that working in the palace who can who can give an opinion that's probably diverges from the from the other employees Mm. so Watch this space. The next time you see the Queen, she might be out there rocking a dashiki. Mm. Um, queen, of the, some, queen of the Commonwealth, yeah, baby. Yeah or, some, in the air. yeah, or maybe even like a string vest, right? Lizzie Dutty Lizzie Dutty Just two stepping with a plate of jollof in her hand, like. Just ready for carnival. <laughs> Wheel up the blood club. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So the world got crazy. Well, a certain part of the world got crazy. We already know America's shit crazy. Um, No, really? Yeah, mad. But it got a little bit crazy in Texas. Oh. In the last couple of weeks. You've probably heard a great deal about what's been going on. But it's actually not just about the abortion situation. Texas at the moment is going through quite a really, really radical... I mean, it's always been a little bit... I think in terms of red and blue, it's been as red as it gets, like, for the most part, right, yeah. Texas? Yeah, 15 so. red, yeah. Pretty much. So I guess much of what we expect from, you know, wh- how American history is taught in schools, you know, how uh, the, the, the justice system treats minorities, all of that stuff has kind of been baked into their culture over generations upon generations. Um, it's not like fucking Mississippi, but it's, it's still quite bad in the last couple of weeks two big things have happened there have been changes or proposed changes and changes in some cases to the gun laws and the abortion laws now in short the gun laws which we're not necessarily going to be focusing right now on but gives us wider context as to what's going on um, is such now 
that the background checks and the legal requirements that are typically associated with you owning a gun are pretty much going to be taken away. So if you want to, you know, take down an op um, and you want to find the easiest, most lenient way of doing so, then Texas baby is where you would do it. It's such a wild place. But what really, really, really shook the world in the last couple of weeks was the rules changing around abortion. Mm -hmm. Now, a law banning abortion from as early as six weeks into pregnancy has come into effect in the state of Texas. This bans abortions after the detection of what anti-abortion campaigners call a fetal heartbeat, which is pretty contentious anyway for, for medical reasons, which we can get onto. This law, which is one of the most restrictive in the country, took effect after the Supreme Court did not respond to an emergency appeal by abortion providers. Mm -hmm. Now, clearly, this new law, uh, which is called the Heartbeat Act, um, has... They're good at naming stuff, the Republicans. But this heartbeat bill is like a subgenre of bill that's been going on around America. And we'll come back to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Heartbeat Act was actually, it came in, in, into, uh, into effect in May. Um, there was obviously contention around it. There was an appeal that went in, which was essentially ignored. And this is ultimately undoing the landmark Roe versus Wade ruling mm -hmm. um, from, Finally. From, for, from a while ago, which now means that women, especially in the state of Texas, we will wait to see if this has reverberating effects across other parts of America. Mm -hmm. But it effectively means that women if they ever felt they weren't in control of their bodies and therefore their destinies before are even less so in control of them now. Mm -hmm. A shocker. So a couple of things. Firstly, good timing because I just, I just invested in Durex stock uh, and ah. that's, that's now going through the roof in Texas. Sales. Let's get the jokes out the way first. Sales are going to go very healthily. Uh, I also recently started a, a But uh, a this is not investment advice. That's not investment <laughs> advice. No, I, also, I, I also recently started a, a pull-out coaching uh, course okay. in Dallas. How's that going for you? I mean, now business will be booming. Bookings are through the roof. Um, no, more seriously, to go back to the point you were making about Texas being as red as it, as red as it could, that's, kind of, that's a relatively recent phenomenon. And relatively recent, I mean, in the history of politics, the history of America. Lyndon Johnson, he of civil rights fame, the bloke who took over after Kennedy, Kennedy got his head blown off, uh, was the Shot Senate tops to your head rocks. Yes, was the Senate majority leader from the state of Texas. Texas used to be a solid blue state. Right. It was, it was the a, Lone Star State. A stronghold of uh, Southern Democratic politics. That only That's also when the Democrats were were the racist party. Well, well, they were the racist party before. They were less yeah. racist than the, the transitionary Yeah, phase. we can get into it. Anyway, it went really red uh, following um, following the Nixon era and the Southern strategy, which basically played on uh, white nationalism in the South of America. But as we saw with the state of Georgia turning blue, a lot of these uh, Southern states, uh, where there is a lot of immigration, have their demographics changed, are becoming more toss-up. Uh, regions, which is why people like Greg Abbott, who's the governor of the state of Texas, is doubling down on this shit to stop a tide before it comes where the Democrats can actually start having input because of the changing demography, i.e. lots and lots of Latinos uh, who don't subscribe to Fox News. Now, 
the fuck Interestingly re- though, mm. the Latinos are more conservative than you yeah. think. Yeah, so it's 100%. not the Latinos. I know. You don't need to tell me, puppy. Yeah, so it's not the Latinos. It's more the emigration from California and New York, all these big city liberals who are moving to towns well, like Austin and Texas, yeah. Austin, Texas, yeah. Dallas, Texas, um, and that's leading to what you're talking about in terms of well, it's, it's the second generation Latinos. So the, the ones that come over are super hawkish on immigration because they had to do the shit to get into Texas. But the ones that the ones like Javi Hernandez, who's born in Dallas, yeah, he tends to become a Democrat. That's, yeah, yeah, but we're not talking about immigration. We're talking about abortion. Sure, but the demographics they, they of Texas are changing. So it's not just white nationalists being born into, into Texas these days. The demography is changing beyond internal immigration. Sure. That's but, the point I'm getting. Yeah, but my point just about the Hispanics is that mm-hmm. you'd expect the Hispanics largely to be natural allies of the Democratic Party. Right. And the numbers bear out that they're not. Second generation ones are. As we came to see during the election. The Trump Re- election. Even recently. Yeah, um, even when during Biden the Trump won. election. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So the ones that move, they're Republicans. Anyway, we've, we've got slightly sidetracked from yeah. the topic of the abortion bill. This abortion bill is fucked and heinous for like 50 different reasons. And the way that the Texas Republicans have managed to get this through is super fucked. The, basically what the bill says is that, uh, as you said, this heartbeat bill is a genre of bill that's very... Uh, well-crafted. It's a project that has been coming for 50 years since Roe v. Wade, and they finally found a way to do it, which says that basically the state and state officials aren't culpable, aren't able to enforce suing abortion practitioners after six weeks, but it opens the door for private citizens to sue these yeah. places themselves. Okay? So people have been saying, why didn't the Supreme Court stop this? Da, 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 da. Well, firstly, because Trump packed the court with three ultra-nationalists yep. who are basically super like anti-abortion. But the, the reason they gave after having not said anything, which is pretty ridiculous, and we can come back on to the uselessness of the Supreme Court later, uh, was that they can't enforce... They can't tell the state of Texas not to do this because technically the state of Texas isn't doing anything, right? The state of Texas has just allowed private citizens who they know they've got an army of fucking weirdos who stand outside abortion clinics will start to sue people yeah. who aid and abet abortions. And this doesn't... And essentially these people, to your point, they also get a $10,000 right. reward so for doing so. So, so it's, it's actually breeding this new sort of vigilante style yeah. criminal system. Super fucked. But the thing is, that's even worse, right? It's like, okay, maybe you can contextualize this. If, 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 you, could, if you could find uh, the abortion doctor... And sue, and sue him or the abortion clinic. No. If you're an Uber driver and you drive someone yeah, you're done. to an abortion, you, you're, you're, you're fucked. Done. You get nicked for that. Yep. If, 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 if you're a mum and your daughter says that she's pregnant and you like say, okay, well, let's get rid of this thing. Uh, I'll take you out. Help you take, boom, you're yep. done, right? It, it makes no exceptions for cases of rape, no exceptions for cases of incest. Uh, and is entirely, entirely unconstitutional against the provisions set out in Roe versus Wade. Um, basically, they've managed to get this around in the technicality, knowing that a cooked Supreme Court wasn't going to stop them. And this is part of a much wider conservative project that's been going on since 1973 to try and reverse this. Uh, reverse this force ruling. The issue, though. Sorry, they're going to force the issue. Like sooner or later, they're going to force it. Like they're so not this is how be... you do it. This is how you get Roe v. Wade back into the Supreme Court. No, but like I'm saying, they're not going to be comfortable or satisfied with just how this has played out because we haven't had a ruling on it from the Supreme Court. So what's going to happen is there'll be another state who will craft another similarly like narrow bill. Mm based on the template that's happened now in Texas so that it 
basically sits in front of the Supreme Court and they have to rule on it because it's once that because right now it, it, this is a state by state it's a state's rights uh, issue right it's like each state mm. can potentially mandate according to whatever, whatever level of um, conservativeness they have in mm -hmm. that state right but I think their ultimate aim is to kick this all the way up to the Supreme Court and ultimately have a reversal, yeah. right? Mm. So they're not going to be happy with with each Supreme Court or with the Supreme Court just abstaining effectively from ruling on any one individual um, yep. state by state law. And the fallout has obviously been huge. Um, Biden, the US Department of Justice has filed mm -hmm. a lawsuit. Uh, Thanks for coming. That was also a bunch of bullshit. This law, yeah, yeah saying that the act is clearly unconstitutional. Um, Which means nothing anyway. Supreme for all Court's of yeah, I've been waiting. Like it's not. This wasn't a surprise. For so all like, of the Mexican like... wall stuff, the MAGA hat stuff, the sensationalist crazy stuff, the 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 good guys um, on both sides chat, inciting racial violence all across the place. You could argue Trump's legacy, and if we're really talking about chess moves, if we're really talking about power plays, those those are uh, those endorsements slash appointments that he made into the into the Supreme Court of Justice. Uh, but game, obviously, game changers. Obviously, this yeah. was Mitch McConnell's game plan the yeah. entire the, Trump presidency. Uh, yeah. The it's only explicit. meaningful thing that a president does in terms of legacy yeah. is the Supreme Court. And that's why, that's, that's why, and in fact, the irony is that the Attorney General Merrick Garland, who is now pushing through the Biden administration's case against the state of Texas, was the guy Obama couldn't get onto the Supreme Court because yeah. the Republicans blocked it. Yeah, right, so they went. Right, they sat right, out Obama's right. sat out Obama's turn. Put Neil Gorish on. Ruth Bader Ginsburg refused to retire. We didn't get an extra. Well, the Democrats didn't get an extra seat. Uh, and now the court has been stacked. It's six, six, six three. three, right? Six yeah. three to conservatives. So it's yeah. actually so fucked now that John Roberts, he of uh, corporations are actually people, fame, uh, is now considered as a fucking liberal on the court. It's like America. If 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 Americans have spent the last two weeks talking about, oh, we need to protect the rights of women in Afghanistan, and it's so bad for women's rights that the Taliban is going to stop them going to school, etc., etc., etc. And now they've basically just passed a draconian law that's effectively like the yeah. Texan version of Sharia, saying that women sure, actually don't have like, agency uh, over their bodies. It's ironic. Be. It's ironic, especially in the context when Texans and Texas, above all have been giving it shtick about their my body, my choice as regards to vaccine uh, uptake and I don't want to take the vaccine, et cetera, et cetera. Give, the government should stay away from my body. The government should stay away from my body as long as it's not yeah. a fetus inside my stomach. It's just, it's totally bankrupt and it's got nothing to do with either women's rights, uh, reproductive health, healthcare or babies. This is yeah. totally about enforcing a system of power and playing to a very corrupt Supreme Court that is largely, largely just a political tool. Yeah, it's yeah, nothing. Yeah. The word constitutional means nothing in America. No, they these claim days. they claim that it's about the babies, right? You everything you said about it's not about women's health and rah rah. It's not about that. They the claim is it's protecting life, right? But um, there are many ironies with the, with with such claims, some of which you've mentioned, some of which like supporting the death penalty and things right. like this, mm. which are also ironic. But yeah. more than anything, it's like at six weeks, you can't deliver a baby. Mm. So, but also who the fuck knows they're pregnant after six weeks? And yeah. you only know that if you're actually trying for a kid and then you're not going to get an abortion anyway. Who the yeah. fuck knows they're Plus pregnant the after six weeks? Is this is basically targeting low the poor, effectively, yeah. people on low socioeconomic grounds, right? So those who have a bit of cash can go out of state 
basically yeah. for for the abortion but if you don't have that cash you can't go out of state mm. right and now i think i read something this morning where there's some employer some big time employer so yeah that's exactly where i was going to go to yeah, next exactly. salesforce offered to help relocate employees out of texas where they have 2000 of its 56000 employees mm. um following this rule uh saying that obviously these are incredibly personal issues that the law creates and they didn't make specific mention to this new ruling but they did communicate to this staff if you want to move we will help you exit texas your choice it's ironic because shout just, out by the way texas mm. has just had a massive influx of liberals basically yeah. right? half of half of half the california californian elite a la joe rogan mm. and the rest of kind of made their way into, into Austin. Texas. They're all in Austin. Yeah, into Texas over the last two years or 18 months during coronavirus, right? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. of the perception of, of restrictive COVID regulations mm. by Gavin Newsom in California, first to lock up, lock down, last to, to, to release, to, to release mm. and all that. And all these people made their way to Texas. Um, and that shift in demographics that you were talking about in terms of voting patterns, this, these kinds of moves will firstly help with. Yep. But the second thing is it's ironic that these guys moved somewhere like that for more freedom, and now you have less freedom. Yeah. So move out of Texas or what is it you said? Join Johnny's pulling out um, program yeah. that you, you subscribe to. The, the stroke production training. Do you, want to, do you want to drop a link in the comment section yeah, or something? Will yeah, I will do. Cool. Yeah, I will uh, do. The incels will be on it. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Well, it's, this is a law crafted by incels, right? <laughs> this is the law crafted by like- They I, came like, for I, us again on the comment section. Yeah, like, well now if I, if I can like, if I actually fucking God forbid find a woman to have sex with me, she's now mine for life because she can't get rid of the kid, right? Yeah. Just, just keep producing kids to fucking recruit into the army and uphold imperialism. Fuck this. Fuck Texas. Fuck this law. Fuck it. all y'all. So, guys, the government, they're taking our money. No. They're taking more of our money. The Tories taxing the poor. That's mad chat. Surely not. We have an increase in our national insurance coming. No. The regressive on tax. On the way as a result of the government's proposed new plan to fund social care. Ah, but it's not funding social care. We can get into it, which means, and I'm not gonna go through the maths, you guys know where to look, which means that depending on how much you earn, you could be potentially adding a nice, up to 1,000, 1,200, I wanna say 1,100 and something, but let's just say 1,200 for argument's sake, um, to your annual national insurance contributions. Thanks for coming. No such thing as a free lunch, right? Um, we are going through Brexit. We are going through, uh, what is it? A year plus of furloughing. Mm -hmm. uh, if you thought that this was just going to be a happy handout, my friend, my friend. It's coming back. It's coming back. People like Tommy voted for Brexit so that we could have our 350 million a week for the NHS. Mm. And then that, like, where's that money gone? Why isn't that funding it? Where's our Brexit dividend? Right? We, were meant, we were meant to be Singapore by the sea. Well, Singapore on Thames, we were told. They did run that line, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, that's what, and, and now what, taxes are going up. It's also the most pernicious way that they could have done this by raising national insurance because it's a tax that disproportionately affects not only young, working, but lower income people as well, right? After 50,000, your, 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 your relative or your marginal increase um, is reduced in terms of how much uh, national insurance is taken out of your pay packet. 
Um, so the difference, if you earn 45 grand and you earn 200 grand a year uh, in terms of your national insurance contribution, isn't that massive. So the first thing is that it's ironic because of the whole Brexit shit. Uh, it's regressive because it impacts the poor. But the third thing is that it's actually not funding social care. The, like, Tell me more. The majority of this cash or a significantly large proportion of it is just going to plug a cash hole in the NHS. There's no new service provision. There's no extra funding for councils. There's no new program um, to help the elderly or to help uh, to help the ill who need uh, more significant care. It's just, it, lo a lot of this cash is just going to plug a hole in the NHS. Let, let's be honest. It's mean? largely born. It's largely born from a year's worth of shocking PPE contract tenders. We haven't wasted so much money. We haven't wasted so much money finding shit. Uh, like aprons from Turkey that don't work, uh, then maybe the NHS would have a bit more money. What, what do you mean plug what, a hole? So Tell you, us, you, give uh, us some details. Actually, when you say plug Tommy a hole. pro-raising taxes on poor people to yeah. find a budget gap in the I'd NHS. I'd love to get a word in. Um, tell, explain. I, I want to understand. When you say plug a hole, please give us some colour. Something uh, like 5.9 billion of the 12 that's being raised is literally just going into NHS Central England's funding because they they've haven't. they got a cash shortfall so on the budget for the So it shouldn't go to the, the NHS year. is your argument? I, well, I'm just trying to understand there are, why... why why is this tax rise not supporting the social security, uh, social because care? It's been told that we're raising 12 billion pounds to raise sure. money for social care, which a lot of people support. I don't think anyone ca uh, canvases against that. Point 12 billion pound isn't going to social care. So where's it going? It, I've just explained to when you. When you say plug a hole though, that hole is what? A hole for the social care or? No, I don't understand NHS what you mean. general spending. In NHS, whatever. Yeah. What's your understanding of it, Tommy? Well, go on. Um, I don't know. I, was, I just, it was just, yeah. You I don't, like, I don't like being preached to and I've been preached to a lot today. So that's why I was like, ultimately, I don't disagree with a lot of what he said. It is a regressive tax, rah, 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 all of that shit. But ultimately, this is a problem that needs to be solved. And in the last 12 months, 18 months, I've had an intimate um, relationship with social care in, in the UK. So mm -hmm. like, I'm not talking from a theoretical yeah, perspective. Yeah, yeah, of course. Now... What you are talking about, the NHS, everything that I've read is, is essentially say the argument that I've read is that th this is basically a boom for private companies. Right. The money's not really going to the NHS because a lot of a lot of social care is in, in the hands of private corporations. Mm -hmm. And this is just a boon, a payday for these private corporations. Right. So that's why I was asking for an explanation of what you were talking about when you were saying plug a hole because i was unfamiliar it wasn't i wasn't trying to challenge you mm -hmm. i just didn't know what you're talking about sure. so that's why i was asking for some color right ultimately obviously everyone agrees with the fact that we need to do something with social care right we have an aging population where and it's the, the direct the, the direction of the, the, the this aging is only going in one way right mm -hmm. so this is a problem that needs to be fixed is this the best way to fix the problem for me, no, right? Because it's not the greatest way of raising the cash. Mm -hmm. And once you've raised the cash, there's been no guidelines on how that cash is going to be spent, basically, right? So the issue that I have is that the people who do this work, generally speaking, are going to be fairly, I don't know, let's say from my experience over the last two years, 30, 40, 50% of them will be on zero hour contracts. They're going to be jobs that you do for under two years because it's a transitionary job because there is no career path for it. Um, there's lots of like structural issues 
for people who are in this role, right? There's lots of, um, and I, I don't want to get into too many details because I don't know the details, but ultimately these guys aren't classified as NHS workers. So as a result, there's a lot of protections that they don't get. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of career progression stuff that doesn't exist, right? So what you happen is young people, trans, like people in kind of transitory work will kind of find their way into this industry. And within an 18 month, tw tw two year period, they kind of segue out mm -hmm. into whether it's nursing or physiotherapy or whatever, right? Um, so what I would have liked to have seen would have been probably some more boundaries on how this money is spent effectively, as opposed to, um, I, I'm not, I don't disagree, it is a regressive way of raising the money. It's just about putting guidelines in so that these private firms that do the social care essentially don't take this as a dividend tax payment, a, a dividend payment effectively. Yeah. Um, so so that's, that's, that's where my concern is. So yeah, and, and you're right. And a lot of the cash is going to go to basically for councils to reimburse the companies that they tender contracts out to. And I don't necessarily, I think, you, again, that's just plugging cash in a problem. That's not a structural change. And by no means a Corbynite. cash but also is needed, right? The cash is necessary. Yeah. But the point that I'm trying to make is that I'm by no means a Corbynite. In the last Labour manifesto, there was there were calls for a national social care service in the same way that we have a health care service. And this tax was marketed as a £12 billion spend. We need to raise money to fund social care spending. And I think everyone agrees with that. Everyone agrees we need to raise money to fund social care spending. The two problems I have is one, that this the 12 billion, 12 billion pounds is not going to funding social care. We're not creating a new system of ensuring that elderly and sick and poor people are taken care of. But the money's coming from the wrong place. If we tax the rich in other senses, we could raise even more money. If we if we changed income tax rather than national insurance sure, tax, sure. we could I'm less idealistic about it, right? If we did this, if we did that, fine. We've done it this way. What I'm saying is with the money that's been raised, we need to have guidelines so that that money itself isn't abused, right? Because the, the employee, that, that money ultimately needs to trickle down sure. to the person who's doing the care, basically. Sure. So this is and, and that's what I'd like to see the government have thought this through a little bit more to ensure that trickle down happens. Because right now, like from what I've seen or read or whatever, it seems to me that that trickle down effect is unlikely to happen. And these guys will carry on being on zero hour contracts, mm -hmm. carry on not really having much of a career progression. And this whole new tax that we're all funding hasn't made a difference or a material difference to their lives and therefore the people who are getting care. Yeah, and totally agree. And the point is that we would have liked to have seen a national social care service come out of this kind of tax. And I think it would have been wildly popular if you explained to people that we need to raise your taxes because we're going to create a new aspect of the healthcare system, people would have paid for it. And just to wrap this up in, a, in our bi-weekly fuck here Starmer section, this asshole had the temerity to go into the House of Commons and attack the Tories from the right. He said that the Tories are no longer the lower tax party and this asshole doesn't understand that actually working people are being shafted here firstly. But secondly, people would be happy to pay more if the, if the Tories committed to, to expanding sure. our healthcare system. Uh, and I think it's just, it's another example of his failure of opposition. Just leadership. Final, Keir, Keir final always point. catches the strays, irrespective of how egregious the changes are from the Tories. How long, his job to challenge Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. We keep fucking saying that. We keep fucking saying that. But Can I just make one point? Every single time, irrespective of what his challenge is, he seemingly catches fucking L's. To, and I don't think that's always fair. To, to like, Johnny's point, he, did, he, did, he deserves the straights. But to Johnny's point <laughs> about... All of them. All of yeah, them. Sure. Every, everyone that he's received on this pod, anyway. Um, to, to, to Johnny's point, uh, the reason that 
I get what you're saying, but the reason that I'm not hopeful about it is because we know who Boris is as a politician, mm -hmm. right? So the opportunistic or move is the move that he's made, right? Because like you said, it's popular. It's just, you wouldn't necessarily expect him to kick off a massive initiative like that because mm -hmm. he may not have the skill set to do it. But if you've done this and you've got this fairly popular um, uh, policy on the go, then surely it makes sense to make sure that the people you're trying to support let's say get that support whether that's the people who are doing the caring or being cared for basically. so i'm sure johnny is probably aware of what the ann widdicombe take mm. on this is given he subscribes to her only on, on only fans but i think that your monthly only fans invoice is about to double um given that your boy uh, man like goblin dominic yeah yes is about to apparently sign up himself big dick dom man like dominic <laughs> is cummings is looking into starting an only fans account That's after right. the end of his political career in number 10 can't wait um, which is actually quite crazy um good luck to him good luck to everybody i'm just gonna say shout out keir starmer because i just want it to feel like this is uh, at least somebody Fuck supporting him, man. you in in some of your travails hopeless labor party he could have uh, he could have like literally boris, cleaned up there was a lot of uh, optimism around boris when he came in Bro. right but what Boris has shown is uh, an, uh, if he had a politically astute um, opposition, he be would fucked. be underwater. He'd be like fucked. he's not as like happy-go-lucky popular yeah. as we originally thought. You man are sleeping on Teflon Boris, man. Yeah, yeah, sure, Teflon. But like he's been up against no one. There's no need for him to be Teflon. The only thing he's been Teflon against is his own four pars. Yeah. It's not like anyone's <laughs> he's, putting him he's under his any own opposition. Yeah, Rishi's he's his a own. bigger opposition than exactly. Keir Starmer. <laughs> Watch this space. Um, they're saying that council tax is the next thing mm -hmm. that's going to get hit, ladies and gentlemen. So save your dollar. I can't wait to give Harringay more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tower Hamlets has already been eaten off, man, uh, for a while. <laughs> Um, and they dead off boroughs. <laughs> <laughs> they've been justifying council tax hikes in well to be honest they haven't really they've just been sending me sending me the uh, the end result but yeah be interesting to see how this affects my monthly outflow uh, but watch this space and save your dollar gosh join a union next channel four if anybody was watching channel four last week friday you would have noticed that the whole scheduling programming what have you was dominated by people who look like me, baby. Black Friday, baby. Uh, Black to Front was an initiative uh, that, to be honest, I didn't actually see coming. I didn't know that this was in the works. Um, I found out probably a couple of days before. And it's um, it's similar to like, if you've watched that episode of, uh, of Atlanta, where he he basically does the, uh, the Black Entertainment Network, where it's just like a whole day of just like programming around Black people, Black issues black talent, so on and so forth. Channel 4 took it one step further. They did a few things. They revisited and relaunched old classic television programs such as Big Breakfast. Uh, Sorry, it, say that again? They rebooted that? They rebooted uh, Big Breakfast with Mo Gilligan and AJ Adodu. They launched or they had an episode, a special episode of Countdown, which was hosted by Sir Trevor MacDonald. Oh, um, how did I miss all of this? They, yeah, and... They had new 
program. So there's this new reality program. I think it's a four part called High Life, which I think is basically going to be like London's take on like love and love and hip hop New York or Jokes. the Real Housewives um, type Sick. vibe as well. And then they had celebrities from all. Uh, they also did Gogglebox. Yeah, so they did things like Celebrity Gogglebox as well. And on the uh, on the roster throughout the day, so to speak, was people like Mo Gilligan. Maya Jama, mm-hmm. Munya Chihuahua, as I said, Sir Trevor McDonald. You had the Black Queens, Zizi Mills, and Yinka Bokini. Just take a moment to yourself there. Need a moment. Um, and essentially, in between the programming was like black adverts. It was promoting black businesses all throughout the day. Now, for me, watching all of this stuff, obviously, you guys know what I do in my in my professional capacities as well as outside with regards to the black community and so on and so forth. For me, this was, in so many ways, very, very inspirational um and it was just hearty it felt good felt great to see but clearly there are a lot of people who did not like what they considered to be performative tokenism Mm. Uh, we had some pretty outspoken people but people like comedian london hughes posted when she found out about this earlier on in the year don't just give us black to front days just so you can feel better about not including people of color in your TV output for the rest of the year. It's insulting. And now the talented black people who will be chosen for this black to front day will know that it's not to do with their talent, but with a quota or a tick box. If you want to shine a light on black talent, how about just normally booking and hiring more black talent? Hmm. I am, as a black man, I'm a little bit torn on this. I'm not going to lie. I have uh, pretty strong views that are in line with some of what London Hughes said. I do think that the attack was probably at the wrong body. When I say body, I mean Channel 4. Because I think in terms of, and you guys can challenge it if you want, I think in terms of progression on TV, I think Channel 4 has probably led that line across... From day. From day. From day. <laughs> so I think it's, it was a little bit funny that she decided to challenge them i think the fact that it is people who are all independent superstars in their own right who are being chosen to partner as well kind of lets you know that it isn't necessarily just a box ticking exercise it is also not just a way to to offer handouts it is in many respects a celebration of great people sorry so you're saying they wouldn't have accepted if they felt it was tokenism that's to make to understand what you just said. No, no, what I'm saying is I think that the fact that they picked people who were um, already in their own right, excellent people, for me, says that it isn't necessarily them offering handouts um, in a way which is unhealthy. It is actually oh. also a celebration okay. of people who have done very, very well. People who don't necessarily need yeah. the Channel 4 uh, check. So I was a little bit torn on it. I do believe that, obviously a great more needs to be done. And Johnny and myself were having a conversation on Friday about how this extends to like the corporate world mm-hmm. um, and how companies do things in a, in a way that isn't sustainable, is performative. And the fear around unsustainable changes is that ultimately Mr. White Man in the boardroom is going to turn around and say, actually, that we've given these, these, these motherfuckers two years post George Floyd. Let's now talk about disabled people let's now talk about lgbtq plus a little bit more like the issue is that if you don't have change which is sustainable and it is just tokenism across the board that things don't change but i wanted to ask you guys what your views are on this because again as i said watching this it was super super inspirational 
because it wasn't just people who we knew. It was new people who were up and coming. Like ZZ Mills, it was her first big TV prime spot, time yeah. TV spot. And mm -hmm. anybody who knows ZZ Mills, for example, knows that she's been working yeah. hard independently as well. And she's kept hold of who she is as a person. Her authenticity is just sky high. I feel like we often cheapen some of these amazing moments within our own communities. We cheapen them ourselves instead of being on the side of this is celebration. So yeah, I want to see what you guys thought about it because I'm, I'm still a bit torn, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to a, goes back to a chat we did have on Friday. One thing I would say is, is, is big up Channel 4 mm. because, and not just for, for this one instance, but from Lenny Henry times and Benjamin Zephaniah times and mm. all kinds of OG names that they were putting on telly back in the 90s right through to the Big Nasty show these days. There, there yeah. is a track record of supporting black talent um, as well as actually giving scope to LGBTQ uh, plus talent um, to uh, pushing forward Asians uh, and other um, ethnic and racial minorities. Uh, Channel 4 have got credentials mm -hmm. in this space. Facts. I think that the, the brunt of what London Hughes was trying to say, um, although it seemed to be targeted at Channel 4 just because that's, that's who was topical at the time, was that she finds America a much easier place for people of color to get into mainstream media. And that's been a product of her career. She left, she went to LA, got herself some Netflix shows and has found that she's been able to get success uh, stateside. Um, what do I think about Black to Front? I didn't, I didn't watch it. I was busy. I was doing shit. Uh, but I'm always happy to hear that these um, creators are given space and time in the mainstream. But you're right in that it needs to be more sustainable. If Channel 4 just goes back to only having Jimmy Carr doing 8 out of 10 cats for the rest of its uh, programming, then, then really has have black people won, have black content creators won. Um, we need to see more structural changes uh, and we've done all these arguments before about uh, white people love black culture, but then don't want to pay out. And love white people love black culture, they but they don't want to love black people. They want all of the rhythm, but none of the blues. Right. Uh, and we've we've done all these arguments before. We've done all these arguments before. But as much as I kind of want to move the conversation away from Channel 4, and it's more about accessibility for minorities and people of color uh, in many spaces outside of the media. But Tommy's going to jump in. Move it away from, from Channel 4. I'd like to say, firstly that you guys are bugging. <laughs> All right. Very good. If there's one channel that has moved and progressed television, it's channel five, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Is it still on? I don't know, but they I remember when I was at you and they started doing soft, <laughs> soft core porn. Uh, <laughs> like after the 10 p.m. watershed. I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> the, the, the stuff that's really advancing our people. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Channel 5 after 9. Yeah. Uh, who was, yeah, the, who yeah. was the one black gladiator he was about? Shadow. No, yeah. but that was... Wait, that was... His name was Shadow. <laughs> oh, that's problematic. <laughs> <laughs> but that was uh, ITV anyway. Why didn't we oh, know was it? Eureka yeah, Johnson and that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. John Fashionu and that. John Fashionu. Come on. Um, um, <laughs> I missed all of this. Let's be honest. The lady that you're talking about, um, Hughes, you said. London, London Hughes. Hughes yeah. Yeah. Don't know who that is. Comedian. Ah, okay. Inverted commas, but not funny. I missed the whole black to front thing um i caught wind of it basically on instagram after it had happened yeah i think um so a lot of this is news to me mm -hmm. but, ultimately, but what's, what's your view on it like if you if you heard a day before or a couple of days before that basically all day channel four we're going to be doing 
programs which are essentially run by from not just and by the way I should have said this not just the people that you see on screen in terms of all the people in the background writers creators producers directors heavily 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 um, populated by a diverse and it's mainly black I like demographic. That. Would you like the idea of it going in or would you be one of cynicism? I like, I like, uh, I, 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 let's put it this way, yeah. I was originally a little bit more cynical when I heard you introing it. Mm. Yeah, oh, a day, this, that. But I was like, all right. But now that you mentioned that it was everyone, like, front of camera, but also everyone behind the scenes and all that. It feels probably then a bit better, a bit more than just tokenism, right? If there are the camera guys, the script writers, the showrunners, the producers, if there was a kind of behind the scenes inclusive, inclusionary effort, then I think that shows that it's probably more than tokenism. And if you're trying to do something like you man were, were saying, then you shouldn't like, like Channel 4 is, then it's, it's, pretty harsh for them to catch heat on it so if anything what should happen is the heat should be going to some of the other channels and mm -hmm. i agree with everything that you man said about systemic change and uh, flavor of the month the mm -hmm. next month it might be lgbt and mm -hmm. a month after that it might be another cause and if there isn't systemic change then uh you get a month uh, you get you get black history month and mm -hmm. you keep it moving right mm -hmm. so so i get i get all of that systemic chat you man are saying but Regardless, rather than having a, a conversation about tokenism with Channel 4, maybe we should be having a conversation about why there's not more tokenism on some of the other channels. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah, these yeah. guys are trying to push the boundaries and still catching heat. So realistically, it should be a conversation why Channel 5 doesn't have more porn or, or BBC doesn't have more black people. Do you know what I mean? Whatever. Like Yeah, so, I mean, so to basically open up to what we were talking about on Friday, the issue is when... When it when it is just tokenism, and fundamentally, you would say ninety five percent of all of these um, initiatives, uh, black ally initiatives, it's yeah. just marketing, it's marketing yeah. spend, right? Yeah. How can how can we not either get sued or not lose um, subscribers, not lose talent to other companies because we're not seen to be hiring enough black people? And I'm still a, very much a cynic in the corporate world yeah. about a lot of this uh, inclusivity and hiring, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Something that we that we discussed is basically like. We are now talking about black people. We're now talking about black people. And we're talking about black people because George Floyd was was pictured on camera being killed and then the world blew up after that. Two, three years ago, we were talking about women and we've been talking about women for 10 years. Suddenly, we're not talking about hiring women anymore. Mm -hmm. We've actually just focused on black people. And the point that I made was that if, if nobody had recorded George Floyd um, being killed by a cop, then actually we'd still be talking about hiring women. No yeah. one would be talking about no, but hiring black people. No one would be talking about hiring black people. Uh, and so... As long as these companies are reactionary in their hiring processes, and as long as this remains something that that changes and uh, and flies with the whims of whichever the media wind is at, the, at, at that moment in time, then this will be tokenism. And until yeah. we get more structural changes in terms of the way that people are hired and minorities are treated in the workplace and uh, people from different backgrounds are hired, then I still will remain a, skept a skeptic and a cynic. And I can't say I've seen a lot in corporate practice that would change my mind on that. 100%. I think it's unrealistic to think that it's not going to be reactionary. Everything that businesses do, largely speaking, that's outside of the profit motive is reactionary, sure. right? So this is part of the profit so, motive. So and that's a huge problem. So no, sure, it's a problem. But like when you're talking about like fiduciary duties to stake to shareholders, basically, then if any kind of changes in hiring practices, in company culture, in uh, marketing campaigns, in everything, will be reactionary. 
because your main aim is sell more of this product or whatever you whatever makes you money, right? Mm. So it's unfair for us to be like, oh, they should be leading the charge. No, the but, businesses are never going to be at the forefront they be. They of social be change. So what what happens is you and I, the the everyday person, is going to be at the forefront, being screaming about a particular topic, which would have been like a niche topic that everyone thinks you're a fringe guy to talk about. And over time, it will enter the Overton window, which mm -hmm. we were talking about a couple of pods ago or mm -hmm. whatever, right? So if that's the case, then once these, a, a groundswell of individuals like us, whatever, has brought a topic slightly more towards mainstream conversation is when you find your initial... Um, really kind of caring organizations who may start adopting it and it's going to be a long time before you get to your FTSE 100 and and whatever large blue ch blue uh, chip companies to adopt it well the point that I, that I want to make is that it, a lot of companies and this again we've spoken about two of us rich and i specifically and and you in a, in a previous life have all been involved in hiring processes at the yeah. firms that we talk about now is it beneficial for people who have of color or ethnic minorities is it beneficial for them to just be hired because a firm needs to tick a diversity box if there is a competent white candidate versus someone who's less technically capable from an ethnic minority does it help attitudes towards people of color that a less qualified person of color is hired over a white person absolutely does not long term it doesn't no absolutely does not and obviously the and context... that actually that actually goes against the fiduciary duty of the company exactly. in the way that you were saying because we're going to hire we're going to hire a worse person just because they come from a different background. And that is a very common practice. And I've witnessed it. And it's tricky to have this conversation because as we said on Friday as well, we don't want to cheapen or trivialize yeah. this conversation by even saying that there are people who are deserving of these positions. If you work at a company, for example, where the training or the investment in you to get you up to a level that you may not be in day one, if the training is there and it exists, then yeah, you can take a few more risks in hiring people who day one don't necessarily have all you need. But to Johnny's point, if it's a company where essentially you are hired, you're given a desk, you're given a badge, and you're told to make shit happen, and you are at a massive, 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 massive disadvantage in terms of your knowledge levels and everyone around you who you're working with are aware of it. If you become the diversity hire, then that has much longer lasting, almost irreparable um, effects on the relationship between black people and what would be potentially allies. And, and, and it is a difficult conversation because as we were saying on, on Friday again, our friend uh, at a firm who is basically the only black guy on the selection process for hiring people of um, minority backgrounds basically made the point that a lot of this process was bullshit and you're asking us to hire either women and or people of color uh, just to fill a quota. And because he was the only black guy who told a boardroom full of white people that was the view, uh, firstly, they removed him from the hiring the hiring criteria and selection process. But it also basically just gives license for um, those white people to say, look, the black guy doesn't even give a shit about hiring people of color. Why are we wasting our time? Yeah. And so it's tough. Even if you are on the inside, it's tough to make the claim that just hiring people of color because they're not white isn't productive. Mm -hmm. I guess what I was asking is, have we seen an uptick yes. of yes. really obviously not the better candidate being yeah. hired? Yes. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Because I haven't, like... I spent a long time doing a lot teams. of recruitment, yeah. right? And I have I didn't see that. And I did recruitment a, a couple of different companies. Yeah. Mm. And I didn't see, I, I mean, like, I didn't see that. I, I, I saw the opposite of what you're talking about in terms of the exclusionary chat, where it's yeah. like, it's difficult to say why I can't put this guy through, so yeah. I'll use the fit chat. 
But I haven't really seen people just getting hired, getting jobs when they're underqualified. Yeah. So I'll say I've heard it in, in a couple of different places. Um, we'll hire her because she's good for the diversity quota. We'll hire him because, you know, he ticks the box, etc. I've Strong. explicitly Strong. heard it. Uh, and even I, if, and even when you don't explicitly hear it, you understand. As long you, as you, you understand, know what, you yeah. know exactly. You yeah, know yeah. what you a really, really good it. rep looks like and day the, one versus the next one. The points that I that I make are that it's not good for. I disagree with that. Communities by the way, of color, Johnny. Finish people, yeah. people of color, uh, because that's what I, that is what drives resentment. That gives oxygen to arguments that it's actually the hardest thing in modern society is being a white man because you can't find a job because they're giving the picks away, and that doesn't help race relations or intercommunity relations. What we need to be addressing is one: why do we not have why are people of color coming potentially less uh, skilled than white counterparts? That'd be the first good thing to equalize. But also uh, ensuring- the job or pre-job? As, as, they, as they apply. As they enter. Yeah, okay. so pre-job by definition. Um, but how do we ensure that we have a more sustainable hiring process so that if the winds of media change and that actually the next thing yeah. uh, isn't that we care about black people because everyone's forgotten about George Floyd, that we don't just leave black people behind and we focus on a different demographic. The uh, one point I was going to make about your earlier uh, point about the women and the women being forgotten now because flavor of the month is black yeah. and then or and then the next flavor of month could be something else. Yeah. The the women, I think there, there's an advantage to focusing on things for a period of time, right? So there was a focus on gender for a period of time and then you had basically laws being passed where companies have to reveal their uh, hiring gender pay, gap, gen yeah. gender pay gaps and, and okay this is not a silver bullet it doesn't fix everything mm. but that's the kind of practice that forces even if it is a box ticking exercise that forces more uh women into the into the kind of workplaces that they're they're more interested in doing so yeah. if there was then a focus let's say on diversity for the next two years or 18 mm -hmm. months or whatever and some small legal or whatever changes were to come about from that before we moved on to whatever the next uh you know flavor of the month is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then it's not all wasted we'll do, yeah. the, we'll do the rooney rule next time i'm glad that we're actually going to be able to have somewhat of a new music section this week mm, because we? apparently somebody when he's not um city boy slash podcast host also fancies himself as a bit of a fucking music reviewer. That's right. And he, and he also thinks that people give a shit about his music opinions. They, he even gives us like a number out of 10, like he's fucking pitchfork or something. They do, they care. Like, people care. Rotten tomato. Yeah, it's cool can, you allow, can you allow people to have more than 24 hours before you start dissecting two albums of the year? Well, one album of the year. It's called being influential. You, like, uh, can't you gave Donda a three out of three, three out of 10. Yeah, and that's generous. That's some bullshit. And what did you give Certified Lover Boy? Six. C Certified Lover Boy was better than Donda. This is how I know you're bugging, Johnny. What, you think Donda's better than Certified Of course it is. Oh my goodness. Of course it is. Is this a religious thing? <laughs> That's what it is. Is it because my God is not your God, Johnny? Well, it's because uh, it had the temerity to release it so close to Rosh Hashanah. I thought that was a great... He released it on a Sunday because that's what men of God do, okay? And the music was beautiful. He's meant to be resting on a Sunday. That's actually not what men of God do. Yeah, but people who... Yes, yes, most Christians do <laughs> that. That, that said, it's a gospel album, so Sunday. Some would say <laughs> that your giving and your providing to the world doesn't stop on a Sunday. Kanye's a man of God. What can I say? Yeah, he's also a man of shit albums, as the last couple have proved. This is wild. This is fucking wild. Donda and Certified Loverboy came out within a week of each other. Mr. And Loverman. Shaba. And um, I personally think that Donda was one of the albums of the year. We're going to go back on that. 
at the end of the year and probably all agree. Certified Lover Boy was typical Drake. Not very good, but not very bad. Largely inoffensive, but just, you know. Six out of 10. More songs for the playlist. Johnny, however, for some reason, um, decided to give us a review within 24 hours of Donda being out mm -hmm. um, to shit on it. Mm -hmm. You've got to stop doing that, by the way, because you've got to let albums breathe a bit. It's not a fucking Molbeck. No, bro. no, no. You have to let... Very good. It's not a Molbeck. Um, but you do, it is music. It you is can something that you, that. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's it is something chat. that you need to allow time to, to you, grow. Uh, but when you get Question, the, when you have get you the, actually listened to Donda more than once? When, no, because I'm not then going this to. This is what I'm saying, John, bro. Uh, what but, are you, but it's like saying, when you, uh, when you get the Yeezys out of the box, you, you've got to let the laces breathe too. No, but you have otherwise to Otherwise you can't appreciate the But prep. since we're talking about shoes, you do have to wear shoes a few times until the shoes feel nice on your feet. You have to wear them things in. We're not talking about fit, we're talking about look. What? Shoes aren't going to look any better or Bro, worse. You just hate Kanye. Feet. You should just say that. I don't hate Kanye. No, you do. I just you, think he's. No, 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 you I do. Just, the guy needs a lot of help, and he's robbed as a, as an artist. How can you listen to songs like Jail and songs like No Child Left Behind and songs like Jesus Lord and songs like Hurricane and songs? I hate Junior. I really hated Junior. Junior was fucking awful. Yeah, I mean, there's a few. Um, but how can you listen to these songs and not understand greatness? Uh, there was. I think there were two. Good ones, two good, two decent ones. I can't even remember their names. That's how, and that's how unimpactful they were. Did you hear um, the the lost track, "Life of the Party"? Kanye featuring Andre Three Thousand. Uh, I think I did. I, yeah, that's that's that was on the Spotify, right? No, 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 it wasn't. Was it, it not? It, no, no, no. He basically released Donda, and then uh, Drake actually uh, got hold of this unreleased track featuring the greatest MC of all time, Andre Three Thousand. Uh, called Life of the Party, where they're both talking about their deceased mothers. Drake thought that he was being slick, right? Because they've got their little beef going on. He thought he was being slick this is not by beef. using his um, his radio station slot to reveal this song to the world. I don't know why he decided to do it, but all it did was highlight just how amazing Kanye is and even mm. more specifically, how amazing Andre 3000 is. If you haven't listened to Life of the Party, go and listen to it. It is honestly beautiful. And Andre 3000, oh my God. I fucking stand. He's uh, the guy. All the ways in which I stand. I just didn't think every every single time I hear him, I'm like, I love you even more. Didn't think it was possible. What did you think of Donda and Certified Lover Boy? Um, I don't want to bullshit you. I haven't heard either of them. Um, <laughs> this is why we don't do new music. Sessions. I haven't got the kind of time to save, listen to just it. save your time. I haven't got the kind of time to listen to a three hour album anymore. <laughs> to be <laughs> fair, those times are to be me. fair, in total, um, listening to both back to back, you're losing about three, three to nearly four hours. Donda's, Donda's two and a half hours. No, 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 right? it was an hour 47. Mm, all right. It's as long hours. as one of our episodes, so basically. Two hours. Yeah, look, we, we can't, we can't cuss the people for not wanting to listen to long podcasts if we're not going to listen to long yeah, albums. Yeah, but the thing is, we're actually all right. And it's also a different Donda's kind of content shit. though. Don't do that. It's a different kind of content. Anyway, I don't really listen to too much new music. So, uh, we're gonna to need to work on this. Lads. So the same for me. So I I'm, I'm still listening to the Drake uh, to the to the Dave album. Basically, I'm still. I've got that's Fair. on. It's like fifteenth playthrough. So like, I'm on that. See, there's an album you can go back to. I which you said that you wouldn't back to. You Dave. said you, you you said that you didn't think that was an album that you would go back. No, to. No, no, no. I think what you what said I said that was the first album yeah, that you yeah, would yeah, go yeah. back to. This is the first album that I would go back to because the other ones before I didn't return to. Having said that, again, going back to That being said, albums, Psychodrama was sick. Yeah, but going back to like albums that need to breathe, sometimes it can yep. go either way. For me, Donda, when I first listened to it, I was like, mm, I was expecting more. But the more and more I listened to it, it was like, rah, this is excellent. Dave, I listened to his new one, We're All Alone in This Together. And immediately I was like, wow. And then... I've kind of slipped back into my typical Dave thing, which is like, I, I'm not returning to all mm. but one or two songs from that album. What, what, can I ask what, which one or two songs? Uh, the one with 
I like the one with Wizkid. I like the one with that man, the other lad from Nigeria. I think his Boj. name is Boj. That's the best tune on the album, Lazarus. Yeah, but that Lazarus tune. And big. obviously, I go back to Clash. Clash is like my pick me up when yeah, I'm like going yeah, somewhere yeah. and I need to be amped. I play that. That's a single track. Um, Vedansk. I love yeah, Vedansk. Yeah. Um, so that's at like four or five. But again, I'm probably not listening to it in its entirety. We've kind of lost that in music right now. There's not many albums that you could just like listen to yeah. because for obvious reasons we've just stated if an hour if an album is like an hour and forty five, it's kinda of hard to, to 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 repeat it too often. But but yeah, I thought I thought they were both good, man. I'm I'm not interested in their beef. I think it's corny as hell. And I it's not even beef. They're both they, they don't like each other anymore. You know, Kanye went from being Drake's idol to being Drake's op. And I'm sure that there are some reasons, secret reasons we'll never know about behind it. I think Kanye, when he was going for his madness, saw Drake as a threat, which most Isn't it to do, do with Kanye sent him a sample, told him to work on this sample that they've released a track together, and then Kanye just released the track of that sample anyway? Nah, it's deeper. I heard there's some talk about Th- Kim Kardashian getting, getting, uh, yeah, appara- getting involved in, in their there, beef as there's well. There's all this stuff, talk about Drake but apparently sleeping with Kim and all this other stuff. Again, oh, but have you not, did you not see that picture of uh, when she, she put, put a post on Instagram that yeah. she was listening to Donda and the volume was all the way down yeah, and then she mute. was bumping yeah. <laughs> by so, boy. so the first picture... <laughs> Listening to Donda on mute was real. <laughs> the second one, listening to Certified Lover Boy on full, was not real. Oh, is um, it? As much as I wanted it was to that be fake real, news? it was fake. Oh wow! I didn't know. I got <laughs> taken fake. by that. Hook, line, it and sinker. Fake. I got taken. I got taken. Um, but she was I, still listening to Donda on mute, and that's basically the best way to do it. Yeah, I mean, the thing about the, that is that that is the biggest part because <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. Because. Kanye West wants his music to be appreciated a particular kind of way, more than any other artist probably Mm -hmm. that I've come across. So it's all orchestras and gospel. It's supposed to be on huge ass speakers at max volume Mm -hmm. where you can really appreciate the the artistry in making music, Mm -hmm. right? And his wife has got it on mute. (laughs) Soon to be. That is is what's bands, right? Because like... And that's what I was going to ask you about, like the various times you've listened to Donda, if you've listened to it in like essentially kind of different ways, yeah, different yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. settings. Like yeah. you can listen to it in the car, for example, and have one kind of experience mm-hmm. with it. But then you can also listen to it with these big speakers at home and have a completely different kind of experience. Yeah. So, uh, how has that been? I, for I'm, you? I'm like one of the biggest Kanye West fans uh, there are, and I don't mean I'm not a stan. I'm just one of the biggest fans in the world. I'm yeah. one of his career properly, properly, properly. So I, I I completely agree with you. He wants people to listen to his music in a certain way. I've listened to his his, his album through very good speakers. I've listened to his album. Uh, in ear uh, walking I've listened to his album in ear when I was going to Poland earlier this week on a very very early flight and I was just it was just like dark and mm. I was on the motorway or whatever um, his music is is definitely situational for sure it, or it's become progressively more and more you need to be in a particular zone okay to really really appreciate it but I just think objectively with all that aside Donda's just full of amazing music mm. it's just full of amazing music He's he's now more alternative than he probably ever was but the reality is that he's still making unbelievable music. He's not making songs like All Falls Down, um, Jesus Walks, uh, Touch the Sky, all these like objectively smashing hit songs mm-hmm. anymore. But he still is making why? Why brilliant music all the time because he doesn't... It's more conventional. He's less conventional People now. need to remember like artists make the rules. And what I mean by that is like after a while when you get to his level of wealth all you become obsessed with is really just pushing the envelope. Like mm. really, really, really. Mm. If you get people to accept it as a chart hit, a number one, amazing. 
cherry on top. But ultimately, people just want to be able to look back on their piece of art and say, I made this excellent piece that nobody else can make. I think it's beautiful. Do what you want with it. Yeah. And I just feel like that's what Kanye's been on for a while. He's not always got it right. Don't get me wrong. Some albums have been weaker than others. But to a point that I always say, especially to my bros who, 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 um, who run a hip hop podcast, if you look at all of Kanye West's albums from Yeezus onwards, but it's not Kanye, you say that that artist is literally like unbelievable. Genius. But because Kanye West made the five albums before, it's like, okay, he's falling off. Because yeah. what you're saying, because he's raised the bar so high. Yeah, of course. Because, yeah. Of course. If 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 Kanye's name wasn't on Donda, no one would give a shit. Not no true. one would listen to this and be Not like, true. this guy's Not true. This guy's sick. Not true. Kanye is basically Kanye wears weird clothes, cries in public, and tweets out weird shit. This he's basically every divorced dad. He should just say that he doesn't like Kanye West and then the conversation would be better. I love, like, I love what Kanye West used to make. Nothing you just said is about his music. I love what Kanye West used yeah, to make. Yeah, but nothing you just said is about his music. Yeah, because he's trying to be more than a musician, so you have to take he a He is more than value. a musician. Yeah, he is more than a musician. Shit. The shoes are shit. <laughs> the, the music's shit. It's just, I'm fucking bored. I'm going to get Johnny in Yeezys. That's my challenge. Never. I swear down. I'm going to find you a pair of Yeezys that you Never. like. And then you're going to wear them. Even my mum says they're ridiculous. Well, I can't say anything to that, can I? No, you can't. I mean, Shout out Mumsy, you know though. I mean? Shout out Auntie. I can't say anything to that. Hello, Mummy. Um, but yeah, certified lover boy. Yeah. Moving on. Listen to Baby Keem, the melodic blue. If you don't know who Baby Keem is, he's a West Side rapper. He's about 20 years old. He is the cousin of Kendrick Lamar. His new album, The Melodic Blue, is out and it is fire. Family Ties is the lead single off of it. One of the best videos that's come out this year. He is wavy. They are wavy. It's wavy. Very good. Before we move on to relationship advice, we need to do a short rest in power mm-hmm. to to the actor behind one of the greatest, if not the greatest roles on television in our generation, Facts. Omar from The Wire. Michael K. Williams unfortunately passed away mm-hmm. at 52 years old this week. Reasons are still being ironed out. We don't really have the full report. Um, fuck whatever happened with 50 Cent. He's tasteless. He always has been tasteless. Just wanted to say a rest in power to Michael K. Williams because you are a fucking icon. Omar's coming. Omar's coming. For real, what, for real. What happened with 50 Cent? Uh, don't want to get into it. Okay. But he, they, they, they go back. Um, they're enemies, essentially. Okay. And he used Michael K. Williams' death to, as I just learned, to, to post something that promotes power and as um, essentially, TV esen- essentially insinuates that the reason why Michael K. Williams is no longer with us is due to drug abuse. Oh which is just you know horrible. But you got to love Fifty Cent because <sighs> once you're an you're an op, you're an, you're op, an op for life. life. That's yeah. why he's, he's you got to love that. He's consistent at least. Yeah. Um. We'll give we'll give Johnny thirty seconds to actually no. What we're oh. gonna do is we are going to congratulate Johnny on having a for once a really really good take around COVID. Oh. Um. The news as of this morning was that COVID passports in the UK are apparently not going to be a thing. That's right. So for all of a day your take has been accurate so we congratulate you for that but we, do, but, we, but we do want to remind you that your take on that was awful throughout so what? here you go i'm right here you go no no here you go right. no 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 here you go here that's you go. a single click i'm not clicking yep here you go what johnny because he needs this yeah you know he needs this let him have it let him have it and apparently they're getting rid of pcr tests to return for double vax people so they're probably going to get rid of the amber list as well Yeah, amber and green so the coercion tactics are still somewhat still there um, sure. irrespective of what Johnny says. Sure. It's just that the COVID passports for now, going mm-hmm. into winter, are apparently not going to be a thing. So all you people who didn't get your vaccine because of this, 
What can I say, man? Well done to you. I guess you predicted it right. Motherfuckers like me who felt like they needed to do this because this was coming, maybe got it wrong, but we move. I'm happy I took my vaccine, but but Joe Biden just uh, mandated 800,000 federal employees yeah. to get the jab, right? Yeah. So if you don't think this kind of stuff is still going to come in our direction just because man like Saj said something today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. No, you're right, you're right. Let's, I ain't let's, clicking nothing. Yeah, let's I want to wait at least another month or Tommy, two. Tommy, I'm before. doing this now. So yeah. that he knows that this is a humble okay, podcast. Okay, so when okay. shit goes south, I, like I, would, Let me I would expect yes. I would expect the same back from you, Johnny. Yeah, we'll yeah? see. So we go yeah. harder at him when, yeah, yeah, when yeah. he invariably gets this wrong. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. yeah. That leaves us with my favorite bit of the podcast. I feel you. Facts. We have a contribution this week uh-huh. via the IG. Mm-hmm. Very good. And uh, is it is it is it male or female submission this week? A female. Oh, okay. Big, like. big fan of the podcast. She's been riding from early. Shout out you, whoever you are. And here we are. So I went on probably one of the best first dates I've ever been on in February this year. Oh, very good. We yeah. had a great connection and spent hours chatting and getting to know each other. Okay. I saw him quickly for a second date and we started spending a lot of time together. Mm. I felt like I could really like him. Mm-hmm. This was the first time properly dating since breaking up with my ex. We were together four years and he was abusive. So it took me a while to acknowledge that, find myself and feel happy again post breakup. But I got help and I'm thriving. Good for you. I told this guy about my past and if anything was to move forward, I would need to take it slow because I wasn't ready to fully commit. Mm -hmm. I was honest that right now I couldn't give him any kind of exclusivity. He was really understanding and said, this is your journey and I would never try to push you through it. Oh, all right, okay, very good. Fast forward a couple of weeks and he started applying pressure about moving forward. Mm. He told me he loved me and we started having deep emotional conversations. After and After a couple of weeks. I was repeating myself in saying I needed time and it started to make me feel guilty. Mm-hmm. I felt like he sometimes would send me messages to get a reaction or be a bit petty. Mm. I got the ick. Oh. Felt like he wasn't respecting what I had said, so I cut it off. From then I did up Hot Girl Summer and had the best time. Very good. I can uh, I can confirm, yes they did. Uh, yes, hot yeah. girl summer was it in was, operation. You know, yeah. fully, very yeah. good, fully, very good. Um, I recently met a guy who's into a lot of the same things as me, and I think I have the chance to live out some of my fantasies, and I want to explore that. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good, very good. Mm-hmm. Recently, the guy reached out, the previous guy. Oh, and we started speaking again, and we have seen each other a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Should I give it a chance with this guy? My G resurrected it. Yeah. Mm. Am I just being scared so I am avoiding something good? Back again. Or would I have already gone with it if I really thought he could be the one? Ooh. Firstly, thank you very much for that submission because this is great. 100%. Yes. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of like, uh, a lot levels to, to this. To, to dissect. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Unpack. Yes. What do you want to go with first? So let's start from the top. Mm. Right. So, so went on a date. Mm-hmm. Date went fantastically well. Mm-hmm. Met again. Explained yep. your position. Yeah. I don't really want anything serious right now. I've just come out of this thing. Super understanding. Then a couple <laughs> of weeks couple later, weeks, said, yeah. I love you. Yeah. Cheese. Cheese. My chat. Isn't it? That's my chat. I think there's an H, H line or something or this RD thing. We're like, uh, look at your man. He's not serious. <laughs> like, have you seen that too? Uh, I think since the beginning of time, red flags always circulate when somebody drops the L word that early. That's yeah, very much Uh um, So the first thing we should say is we, we addressed the topic of going back to your ex 
a few episodes ago. So technically this is an ex, right? So yeah, she exactly. broke up with an ex and got back into the dating scene. Right. And she told this person, I need to take it so slow. But they were doing things for a while. Two, and two now dates. He's back. I wouldn't yeah. say they were yeah. like going out. They're they were dating. dating. Yeah. They're doing things. Yeah, yeah. doing things and dating. Enjoying themselves. So, mm. so, so the pod's position has already been established on revisiting. Johnny's position. Well, was no, it not no, yours no, as well? No. It's, it's the pod's yeah. position. The pod's position fair. on revisiting things. Johnny and I shared that position, to be fair. We might not want to tar you with our brush. Yes. Okay. But basically, we, I think we agreed, the council agreed that it was kosher to to, to microwave your meals <laughs> from the fridge. Oh, Charlie, that was not what I agreed. Well, it's okay. I thought we it's said a, that, that it's okay people don't back. fundamentally change and you shouldn't go back. That's no. why I said it's Johnny's oh, view. No, I, okay, then I, it's I, Johnny's view. Sorry, okay. Richard and I had the same view. Yeah. Right, my view yeah. is that it's it's fine to go back. Yeah. Okay, you like the, 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 the waves that come from the yes. micro. Yes, mm. it's warm okay. on the inside. So... Mm-hmm. Let's approach. Only warm on the outside. Yeah, it's actually cold on the yeah, inside. I know, that's <laughs> you guys still talking about microwaves, yeah? Cool. Um, so <laughs> she has a situation in which this person who she liked right. and was enjoying herself is now with, back. Is putting the pressure on her to move at a pace that which she's, she's not comfortable, not comfortable with. with. Yeah, yeah, fair. Should she take a risk in saying, "Look, actually, maybe I'm just being a bit long." Maybe I'm being a little bit too protective of myself here. Or is she going about it the right way? Let's start with that. Oh, I, I, I must have misheard. I thought that she'd already cut this guy off and then he was back again after yeah, Hot Girl that's Summer. what happened. Yeah, but now she's okay. considering it again because okay. she feels like maybe she pushed him away. Right, okay. Okay, so, so, then, so then my position is obviously that it's fine to engage in this. Otherwise, you two are going to be like, no, don't go back to your ex. It didn't work last time. People haven't changed. Um, so I guess it comes, back, it comes back to this argument that, we, that we've had previously. I think it doesn't, though. Okay. Uh, has he has he understood properly uh, that you weren't in a position last time? Did he understand why you felt uncomfortable at the time? And if your position hasn't changed on that front, is he more likely to be receptive this time to those circumstances? If you either are more able to commit uh, or he has changed, then it's worth giving it a go. You really like the guy, why not? And you've had your fun, so it's cuffing season, baby. And anyway, we're, we're slowly uh, leaving the summer. And yes, yeah, the days yeah, are getting yeah, shorter. Mm. Entering the autumn. Um, I'd say that uh, Abiyadi and uh, and my thesis, hypothesis about not going backwards, doesn't work or doesn't count here oh, because you're not in a relationship. Agreed. Right? So like she, this the the submitter, the girl, she doesn't mm-hmm. know her partner well enough to know whether someone can change and all that kind of stuff. You're just dating a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Okay, you did things like you said. But it's not that deep. So I would say that our hypothesis on this does not hold in this case. In the sense that there's, you know, it's still, they're still in the discovery phase. Mm -hmm. So I think what's important is Johnny's point as to, I'd like to know how he's reemerged, right? Mm. So you've had Hot Girl Summer. Let's say, for argument's sake, how long does Hot Girl Summer last? Is it a couple of months? Are we talking about summer? Hot Girl Summer is a lifestyle, Tommy. Sure, but I'm talking about time frame. That hot girl summer we're talking about, if you've had three months of doing your thing and then he's popped up, or if you had like a week and he's come back on the scene. Well, it sounds, I mean? it sounds from the evidence available that she's had a very fulfilled summer. So, so if yeah. let's call it a couple months. It's int- so let's okay. just assume she it's said a couple we did of a hot girl summer and had a great time. So cool. she recently met with a guy. So mm. let's call it a let's couple call of it months. a couple of months. Okay. If we're calling it a couple of months, there's two or three interesting things about that. Okay. Firstly, mm-hmm. In the time period where you're doing the hot girl summer, 
you obviously haven't come across any G's who are maybe more interesting than this guy. Because mm. if you had, Ooh. you wouldn't have given him the time of day okay. when he's come back. Firstly, so, so right? for all she said about this new guy has given her the chance to live out some of the fantasies yeah. that she wants to explore, that maybe he isn't actually as interesting as man number one. Mainly mm. because of the way I she described that. that first date. She I was like, that. it was the best first date I've had. Yeah. And it was this, it was that. So there's obviously some form of a connection. Yeah. And our chat about not going backwards doesn't hold because they're not in, they weren't in a relationship. Facts. So I think it's, it's fair. It's only fair to yourself as her in this case. It's only fair to her to explore, have a chat. Like, I mean, like if he, if you very quickly find that he hasn't, like he has his viewpoints or the way he's moving hasn't changed and you've been him off again. Right. Mm. But if your gut is telling you one thing, just follow your gut is what I'm saying. So if your gut is going one way or the other, just, just follow that. Listener. Oh, Sub shit, submitter. Man. Follow your gut. Shit advice. It's not. I've given my advice, right? My advice. But I said, what supersede my we're advice? Flip, gut. We're going to flip the patriarchy on its head, baby. Oh, okay. My advice, submitter. Fuck them both. <laughs> Until you've made your mind up. That's right. They've both been fucked. Well, has, she juggle, fucked second, has she fucked second guy? Juggle, yet? I'm saying. Oh, you're saying while juggle. you are figuring it out. Mm. Enjoy yourself. Mm, the autumn of enjoyment. Enjoy yes. yourself. They say that uh, because, as the old adage goes, if this was men doing that and they were dating X amount of girls at the same time, mm. no one would say shit. You do you. They they say that October and November are good <laughs> months for exploration. I've never heard of those. Have Co you not? October, October, October and, and November. That's right. Shit. It's autumn season, baby. Yeah, I am. Um, clearly, it sounds like this first guy, even though he was a little bit pushy, mm -hmm. is probably who you're more interested the in. The better fit. Holistically. So mm -hmm. full picture, future, seeing yourself with this person. Whereas this new person may be more attractive, maybe down for a few more things, given mm. the conversations you've had. And that's exciting. You're single, living your life. Some are still here. That might be interesting to explore. Maybe you need to learn a little bit more about this person. Maybe something will come out of further conversations with this new person that'll make you realize maybe they're not what you want beyond the physical. I would say, back to my initial point, what's the harm in like, you know, splitting your week? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I would say that I'm still- I'm having fun. I'm still, I like sweet and sour. No, I'm, uh, I'm still concerned. Have your cake. I'm still- I I'm still concerned about guy number one doing up Dizzy Rascal. I I I love you after three dodgy. weeks. Yeah, yeah? That that's very weird. Chat. This guy seems very just, fickle, very yeah, easily, overly easily, very needy. Yes, mm. maybe, needy and needy. Maybe he just knows why you hating. Boy, maybe, maybe he just it's just part of the game. Yeah, maybe. Baby, to I be fair, you. that is a tactic of many a man. Right? I know they go, a couple they go in and, Yeah, they yeah. overwhelm oh. with the emotions yeah, early doors. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. a couple that's man like behavior. that. Yeah, certified lover boy just came out, bruv. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, that's that's the anthem, yes. isn't it? Just go in and just be like, yeah. Why not? Love yeah, you. Yeah, I, I actually think that she's that she should explore guy number two more. Um, but basically, play them both is, is going to be the, the pod's position on this one. <laughs> uh, but definitely explore guy number two more because if if he's allowing you to play out some of your fantasies or whatever, da -da -da, you might you might end up with the similar sense of fulfillment that you yeah. got from guy number one without the uh, emotional blackmail that comes with it. Get both of them around your friends. Let your friends do a little bit of an examination yeah. mm, of these that. people. See, see. <laughs> 
Go with, like she'll know. She'll know. She knows already. She nah, knows. Sometimes inside. you can get taken in by. Nah, the skin. You don't, you, sometimes, but like generally speaking, even when you think about yourselves in mm. these scenarios, you know. Like yeah, I hear that. You know, inside you know, you know where you're gonna like. You might be like uh, the second guy. I can have the second guy. I could have a bit more fun with yeah. or whatever. But regardless, she'll know inside which one she prefers. And like you're the guy. You guys had good advice as well to potentially playing with both. But ultimately, she knows what the answer is. And it sounds like to me anyway, it's probably the first Donny. Uh, what I'm going to say is I think you should tell them both that it's your birthday next weekend. Uh, get one to take you out on a date on a Friday and one on a Saturday mm-hmm. and see which one you're feeling for on Sunday. And then you can Ooh. basically decide from there. There you go. Um, what's the pod position again? Play them both. Yeah. Play them both. Play them both until one of them sticks out. It's a long time until... Uh, 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 October and November, we've got September to get through. <laughs> mm, facts. That's very good. That's very good. Very good. I think it's now time for me to potentially take the lead in this thing. Beep, 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 beep. Is it tight? It is tight. Is it tight? It is tight. Brother, I thought it was on. free what to mean? Brother, What are you trying brother, it for? Brother. What are you trying it for, yeah? Come on. Pay me the respects. Mm, let's go again. Okay. All right, episode number 24. Mm-hmm. We're here. The quiz. Yes. Hey. All right, guys. get your notes right, out. Guys. So we're currently 4-4. 3-3. Four, four. Three, three. Three, oh, 3-3, three. Three, three, I beg your pardon. Play at home, uh, play along at home as per usual. Mm-hmm. Rules, always the same. Five questions. Each answer is a number. Sum your numbers at the end to get one grand total. Mm-hmm. You man ready? Let's go. You got the calculators, calculators and the note taps up. and all that ready? I, I, I just go straight to the calculator, okay. baby. I've got, I've got notes. Good, good. The first two questions are fairly easy. Okay. Oh, God. Question number one. Emma Raducanu mm-hmm. made history uh, yesterday winning the US Open. How old is she? Mm. Nice and easy, boys. Question number two. Another nice and easy one. Families of the victims of the uh, 9-11 gathered at the 9-11 Memorial Plaza in New York on Saturday to mark the X anniversary of the terrorist attack that killed nearly 3,000 people and helped shape the 21st century. What anniversary is it? Mm-hmm. They really were easy. Nice and easy, right? So now we get slightly harder. As you may, you man may have noticed, the UK has been going through somewhat of a supply chain shock, mm-hmm. uh, not least as a result of COVID and Brexit. This has affected the supply chain of food. Mm-hmm. Shout out Nando's. It, or McDonald's. Petrol and other goods. In thousands, how many lorry drivers are we short? So if the answer is 10,000, your answer is 10. So to get back to a normal supply chain, how many new lorry drivers would we need? Cool? Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm a bit loose on that one. Question number four. ABBA have made a return to the UK charts uh, after revealing their first song for nearly four decades. Cheese. Mm. One of the reunion tracks, Don't Shut Me Down, has gone in at number X, giving the Swedish pop legends their first top 10 single since 1981. So there's a little clue at the end. You know it's in the top 10. Thanks for that, Tommy. You are welcome. Ready? Mm Mm-hmm. This is the final question that had me unbelievably baffed. So question number five, and this one is an unbelievable story. A bankruptcy judge approved a X billion dollar settlement that will dissolve 
Purdue Pharma maker, uh, Purdue Pharma maker of Oxycontin, and shield them from uh, and shield the owners from any future lawsuits. What was that settlement? How many billions? Round up to the closest billion, basically. And there you're five, ladies and gentlemen. Cool. Add your numbers up. Five numbers. Add them together. Rich, as always, you're closest to me. Very good. Johnny, what number have you got? I've got sixty-one. Sixty-one. And uh, Mr. Abiadi. 99. Nice. Good spread there. Good spread. Very good. Question number one. Emma, she's 18. 18. Mm-hmm. Both of you smashed that. 9-11. 20. 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Very good, boys. So we are now currently at 38. Mm-hmm. Um, lorry drivers. This is an interesting Fuck, one, I'm really right? nervous. I so the answer. government has announced that, uh, or has confirmed plans to speed up the process of obtaining a HGV driver license amid a nationwide shortage mm-hmm. up to 50,000 more hvg driving tests will be made available each year to sh- and shortening and they'll also start shortening the application process for the tests themselves the uk faces a shortfall of around 90,000 lorry drivers fuck you've already won so the answer was there was I went, 90. I went 40. Right. I went. For, I was at 16 and then I went to four. We were really fucked. ABBA, with their song Don't Shut Me Down, debuted number nine. I did eight. Oh, Johnny, this is looking mad for you. I went for three. <laughs> and this is the big one. Mm. And you guys are going to have to indulge me a little bit. I'm going to read this to you because this right. is a fucking madness. Come last cut, week, cut this so this right is a, there was a little opinion. Say it again. Could just cut this episode, cut the right episode now. the whole quiz. Yeah, the opinion. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the, the opinion. There was an opinion piece written by Letitia James, who's the Attorney General of the uh, of of the state of New York. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, she's also partly the reason for Andrew Cuomo's downfall. Mm-hmm. But uh, she wrote an op-ed. She was the one that negotiated uh, this bankruptcy, basically trying mm-hmm. to take these men to court. Last week. A federal bankruptcy judge approved a mediated settlement that my office negotiated with Purdue Pharma, the corporate pusher that jump-started the opioid drug crisis. Mm -hmm. Our deal forces Purdue to shut down for good and the company's owners, the Sackler family, Mm -hmm. to pay billions to help address the damages that they have done to our society. Purdue Pharma's opioid drug, Oxycontin, which is by now a household name to Mm -hmm. all of us, has been available since the mid-1990s, and Purdue aggressively marketed their new drug to physicians as a relatively harmless solution for uh, for pain, generating sales in the tens of billions of dollars. Eventually, Purdue pleaded guilty to criminal charges for minimizing just how addictive this product is. Hmm. Over the past two decades, more than 750,000 people have died of opioid overdoses. Mm-hmm. Just to give you man some perspective, I looked this up, yeah? The two largest boroughs in, in London are Brent and Croydon. Imagine both those boroughs have gone now. That's 750,000 people. Holy shit. The equivalent, like to think about it the other way, is the bottom six boroughs disappear. I wouldn't, I wouldn't Kensington, Chelsea, Richmond, Hammersmith and Fulham, all gone. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind losing Croydon, but I'd be quite upset if we lost Brent. <laughs> but imagine, that's a madness, 750,000 people. And this is where capitalism pay B. Purdue Pharma declared bankruptcy, which allowed the company to protect its ill-gotten profits and pause thousands of lawsuits against it including ours. 
she writes, as in Letitia mm-hmm. James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worse, the Sackler family was granted all the same protections of bankruptcy as their company, mm. even though they personally have not filed for bankruptcy. Citizens United, Bruh, baby. The justice system is a freestyle, mate. Yeah. It's a fucking freestyle. The it's answer ridiculous. to that is 4.5 billion oh, is how much 13. they're paying. Uh, rounded up to five bill gives you a grand total of 142 meaning <laughs> richard has taken the lead brother brother johnny looks hurt just wrap the episode up brother we're done. We're johnny done. looks hurt we're done wait did i go from three one down to four three up no, mm. just... it's okay it's okay it's a sticky one still <laughs> it's, it's okay, corner cool. taken quickly territory yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> we Con- set our, our set our set pr defense up yeah kanye in the spirit of god I've come back oh. to kick you in the nuts, Just my G. We'd almost got an entire episode without any anti-Semitism. And uh, here to speaking, close out the episode. Speaking of the certified lover boy, I don't know if you guys saw the marketing campaign that Trojan did around that. Yes. No. So many companies Genius. done the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Genius. Adobe did yeah. the same thing. Bear Company did the same thing. I don't thing. know how Adobe and these men would fit into it because the, the Trojan ones are obvious. They just right? use multicolored icons. But what the, they, what, I mean, how are they? Of a PDF. P- but how are they saying what though? What's their chat? It's just general advertising. Oh, okay. Because Trojan, Trojan came out with yeah. like, when you're in album mode next time, yeah. we got you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then the, the emojis were like they non-pregnant ladies. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's genius. I mean, what are we doing with the quiz? Is it first to five? Am I, is it one more and I fucking won? Or what's the deal? Mm. Like, what that's I, actually true. We should set the rules. Wow. Add infinitum. What, what do I win? You haven't won yet. But what do I win? You haven't won yet. But what are you going to get me? But you haven't won yet. All right. All right. All right. So. We'll figure it out. Let's say <laughs> we go to, what were we on now? We're at four, three. Yeah. Ten is quite a commitment. Seven. We'll figure it out. Let's yeah. keep our listeners guessing. Yeah, fine. Fuck it. But there needs to be something that happens to the loser because I want to start playing. Johnny doesn't. So like, some someone else has to be quizmaster yeah, once we get to a certain point. So like, but the losing the loser in this first season's jewel, yes, has to has to do something. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. We'll work it we'll out. Work we'll work it out. out. Suggestions we'll work welcome. Out. Um, Actually, please. Please provide suggestions. <laughs> yeah, suggestions invited. Invited, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's us. That's episode 24. Thank you again to all of our listeners. You know where to find us. Mm-hmm. We are on Amazon Prime. All of that. We are on Apple Spotify. All that of that. Too. Well, don't keep doing that. We're on Apple Spotify. Like Apple, it's like it's one, like it's one platform. Spotify. It's so crazy. We are wherever you fucking look for your podcast, goddammit. All of that. And we will be here back in a couple of weeks. Be. Be. See you later. In a bit. <laughs>